Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolling along here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. In for Michael Lombardi today, the one and only Mike Pritchard, VSIN NFL analyst, host, and of course, longtime NFL wide receiver. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Holding it down. Got a great hour remaining. Thank you to Will Hill, who joined us to close out hour one. We still have VEASAN's own Josh Applebaum, host of the Market Insights pod, who is going to join us in a little bit as well. In about a half an hour, give us the, the latest on the market moves and shifts for the NBA Western Conference final game that's going to be going on tonight. Maybe some futures as well. And he always comes locked and loaded with the baseball, which thank goodness, because that is not my forte. So we have somebody <laughs> who is better at it than I uh, Pritch, the big news of the day, though, coming in about a half an hour before our show started today, Philadelphia 76ers head coach Doc Rivers officially relieved of his duties. And I kind of joked before the show, Stevie Wonder could have seen this coming. <laughs> we all thought that that this would be the result, unfortunately. You don't like to laugh at, at somebody losing their job, obviously. Very long career in the NBA, but um, he is out as the head coach with Philly. Yeah, Stevie Wonder could have broke the news, to be honest with you. Um I mean, no, it, this was expected, right? Uh, you know, you think about Doc and the just not meeting expectations, uh, critical game situations, not very good. Uh, to be out coached too down the stretch, like they're in the most important games, uh, that was uh, inexcusable. I mean, you, you think about Embiid, okay, he wins the MVP, Harden, whatever he was doing early on in the series, I don't know what happened in, in game seven. And some people might gravitate towards that. Well, you know, it's not Doc's fault because Harden started hiding. Uh, but um, I think it's a culture thing. Uh, I think it's a culture thing when uh, you are disappointing year after year. Uh, and uh, some people were suggesting that Philly might have even been better uh, than Boston. But Boston prevailed. Boston did what they did needed to do necessarily defensively. Uh, and then Tatum just went off too. So, um, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate for Doc. Uh, great guy, great player back in the day. Certainly been a coach a long time coach but uh, coaches know if you don't meet expectations you will get fired yeah it, it's hard to put the blame to your point on him this series specifically when your MVP and your star goes 5 of 18 from the floor mm-hmm. in a game 7 and your number 2 in James Harden's 3 of 11 right. and it's which version of this guy am I going to get on a given night is, is very frustrating but again the numbers with Doc lost 10 times in a game 7 double the number of any other head coach he's 17 and 33 in series clinching games the sixers also led this series 3 games to 2 had a golden opportunity at home to close this thing up didn't do it lost 7 playoff series with his teams having a 3 games to 2 advantage no other right. head coach in history has more than 2 so all of these things start to add up and it's more the historical issues that you've had not being able to get your teams to produce and get over the hump mm-hmm. of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, and I, I look at the star player, like like Embiid. Like, you know, and this is what I mean about culture. Where's the accountability from Embiid? You know, if, if Doc was effective as a coach, then Embiid as an MVP this year would accept accountability for his lackluster performance. But he's blaming everybody else, right? And, and it's easy to have scapegoats and stuff like that. So I think your best players need to step up and be a Giannis or, or be a Tatum or, or, 
or, or be LeBron or, or be these superstars that accept responsibility or accountability. And uh, to me, that's so telling when that's lacking from your best players out there. There's no culture or at least there's not a championship culture or a pedigree out there as well. Plus, you know, James Harden, all buddy-buddy with Daryl Morey, and you have that soundbite heard around the world when he was asked how he feels about Doc Rivers, that our relationship, is, it's okay. It's okay. So <laughs> yeah. that, you know, wow. spoke many yeah. more words than just the okay that, mm -hmm. that we heard there. Tonight, though, we do have the Western Conference Finals tipping off between the Lakers and Nuggets. Denver, anywhere between minus 160, minus 170 favorite in the series at this point. So that has shifted up when we were on the air yesterday. It was around minus 145, minus 150. So more and more people buying in. They are a six and a half point favorite tonight, total 225. And then game one between the Heat and Celtics will tip off on Wednesday. I have, when we're going to get to Hot Take Tuesday in a moment, but I have an interesting take on, on this series okay. and the NBA as a whole. Also, while we were talking about coach firings, on this day, mm -hmm. May 16th, 2022, Pete DeBoer was fired as the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. He now will face his former team in the Western Conference Final in the NHL, and I am so excited for that series. Axe to grind? I mean, are there? does that exist in the NHL? In the NHL? I, mean, I think I know in, in any sport you're going to have well, that, right? If you're a competitor. Oh, absolutely. In the NFL, coaches remember, players remember everything. I didn't know if that existed in the uh, NHL, though. Like, I mean, DeBoer has traveled, right? I mean, he's been around. Very but, much so. Uh, you, you know, and I think the stars galvanized. I mean, DeBoer had those comments about the shooting and everything like that. And a lot of times, you know, you, you get these teams that are united in a locker room. And uh, wherever DeBoer has been, he's been highly successful. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, yeah, I can't call this matchup, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, if... if if um, Dallas, from a from a goaltending standpoint, uh, can keep themselves in a game, I mean, certainly this could be a good series that way. Yeah, and that's the thing um, with the Vegas Golden Knights historically in the playoffs. It seems like they'll be playing so well, and then they get beat by a goalie who gets hot at the right, right time. And right. I do have a fear that could, potentially that could be Jake Ottinger, who let in so many more goals than we are accustomed to seeing in this series with the Seattle Kraken, mm -hmm. and then came alive stopped everything in his way, essentially, um, in that game last night. And I just want to apologize as well to anyone who bet the Dallas Stars on the puck line last night. The Kraken didn't score their lone goal of the game until there were about 17 seconds left in the yeah. third period. So an absolutely brutal beat, but excited for that series. And then, of course, the Panthers and Hurricanes. That series will get underway Thursday. Hurricanes a minus 135 favorite in the set. The Panthers, no matter how many teams they beat as an underdog, are still an underdog yet again. Um, and for Carolina, I kept thinking that the lack of depth or scoring was going to be too much for them because they don't have Tabo Teravainen or Andrei Svechnikov or Max Pacioretty, and yet they bulldoze through the New Jersey Devils. They are the favorite now to win the Stanley Cup. Are you ready? It's Tuesday. Yes, you know it what is. we do here on a Tuesday. I do. It's time for Hot Take Tuesday. Play the graphics. Scorching. Scorching hot. Okay, so what we're going to do here over the next five minutes is I have a take, you have a take, mm -hmm. producer Stephanie Kamershack behind the glass has a take, and it is our job to determine the level of heat coming off of these takes on this Hot Take Tuesday. Right, okay? right. So I'm going to start with mine okay. and get a feel for what you think, because I said it had to do with the NBA. Hot Take Tuesday, I'm going with this. We're going to have a seven seed face off with an eight seed in the NBA Finals this year. Hmm. That's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. Lakers heat, baby. But, okay, look, the way that the Heat have been playing, um, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility for this to happen, right? Uh, I, I think one half of that is what everybody wants to see anyway. Everybody wants to see LeBron and the Lakers in, in the finals, but they want to see them against Boston because you want to, you know, revisit those days when you had Boston and L.A., uh, you know, you had the East Coast versus West Coast, all of these superstars. The NBA too. doesn't want this matchup. I want <laughs> you, this matchup. I know, but from a hot take standpoint, uh, you know, the air conditioning is up a little bit. Uh, I like it. I like it. It's a hot take. I think, take. I think it's pretty hot. Everybody is counting them out against the Celtics. A minus 525 right. favorite in the series. Right. They are the longest shot by far to win the NBA title. I think that they have the coaching advantage in this game. You cannot count out Jimmy Buckets Butler in the postseason. He takes his game to a different level. And the Celtics, don't hate me, Steph. I know you hate me right now, but they have looked vulnerable a number of times. And we know the potential that this team has, but 
I think that the Heat could be sneaky here. I love them plus two and a half games in the series. Okay. I think plus one and a half games in the series is good, but I I, I don't hate from a hot take. Right. I'm going Lakers Heat. Okay, what's yours? Well, what it's you a hot got? take. I, I don't know if I bet it, but it's a hot take. Though. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. Okay, I had two plus of them. Plus two and a half in the series? I, you don't I, think they can win one? I do. But, okay. It's a hot take. Yes. I'm okay. going to settle in on that one. Right, okay, let's right. get to mine. Okay, I had two of them. <laughs> I had two of them. Uh, and so I'm going to settle in on this one. We're just going to make Steph mad today, I think. Oh, no. Because Mac Jones is currently the worst quarterback in the AFC conference. You can't do her like that. <laughs> he is, though. Think about it. This, <laughs> As this, Steph, I wish that we had the audio on for Steph live. She booed in our earpieces. This guy, um, for the hot start that he had, he still threw uh, 13 interceptions, though. But uh, the temper tantrums on the field, though. As a quarterback, you're supposed to be poised. As out a there. quarterback, you're supposed to have an offensive coordinator, not a defensive sure. coach. But then also, as a quarterback, you're supposed to make a difference. Mm. You know, the coordinator shouldn't outshine you. Your your ability on the field and, and your ability to make plays and your poise in a pocket uh, should help you overcome uh, the shortcomings that, that the decision was for Bill Belichick and that offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator just calls plays. As players, <laughs> we gotta execute them right. Uh, and so many times, I, I thought Mac Jones did not execute. He got benched for zappy you don't think that the tennessee titans have the worst quarterback i thought about that i did think about that but Tannehill has oh this been... is a rough go for steph's household as well because her husband is a titans fan Tannehill, so i'm just Tannehill, i'm sorry camera shacks Tannehill has been to um deep in the playoffs run uh, mac jones i i mean think about the fire better not as good as kenny pickett no i think kenny pickett's better than mac jones okay i do i do i think uh his upside is tremendous uh, Mac Jones needs to fix himself, uh, Steph. Uh, I mean, and Stormy, and so that's why I think it's a hot take. You don't, you're not feeling the hot take right now. So I don't think. I think Steph's take is a little bit cold. The one that she put in here. <laughs> so, uh, this, Stephanie, I love you. She says Lamar Jackson won't even sniff the over on his passing yards, three thousand six hundred twenty-five and a half. She says he stays under three thousand. Mm. The only reason that I don't think this is hot is because I was looking through his career numbers, mm -hmm. and he's never gone over that number in his career. Even the year he won an MVP, he had 3,127 yards. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason. <laughs> he's never done it before. <laughs> he's never done it before. So I don't think they can, it looked you know, hot on the paper, though. It does. Well, Did it you does. Just gloss over my hot take, by the way. What do you mean? There's another was, one? Was it? No. Was it hot? You didn't say Oh, it was no. Hot? It's hot. Okay. It's okay. hot. It's okay. hot to trot. I don't know. <laughs> well, if I had the hot meter, I would put it. 75% of the way. Who's the okay? You, you threw out Tannehill. Who's a, um, a quarterback that comes to mind that's worse than that's worse? Mac Jones. I said Tannehill. I think Kenny Pickett as well. Pickett. Well, we we don't know yet. We don't know what okay. we got still. We have nice. to take a break, but we are revisiting this on the other end. Okay, don't go anywhere. More Hot Take Tuesday coming up. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com and check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way VSIN's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out today's betting splits at vsin.com. And also great that in about 15 minutes, we're going to have Josh Applebaum on here. Great at diving in and analyzing a lot of those numbers, what it means, what's a public play um, or a, like a move on the number that's from the public mm-hmm. versus sharp betters. So gives great analysis there. I want to continue our Hot Take Tuesday conversation, okay. Pritch. And this is when I wish we also had the VSIN Plus Plus subscription that everybody could hear Steph going on <laughs> in the commercial break, listing off all of the AFC quarterbacks yeah. who are worse than Mac Jones. She had a so, list, too. I mean, it wasn't it was one or two list. names. <laughs> but I agree with some of them. Like, I mean, Anthony Richardson, for example, with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, mm-hmm. we don't – I mean, he could go on to be incredible. But right. as of right now, he's unproven. We have no idea. So that absolutely makes sense. Where she lost me, though, was when – you throw in Trevor Lawrence yeah. and Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and some of these names. Tua Tunga Vailova one Tua. was one that she said that when when he's himself, yes, but I mean I don't I guess durability wise, Matt right. Jones, yes, is going to be a better quarterback for you because we don't know how many games we'll see Tua this season. Well, Max is- played fourteen. He got hurt the ankle. I got rolled up on. Um Year before that played them all. Yeah, a year before that, his rookie year, I mean, I think he went to the Pro Bowl that year and, and certainly uh, helped that team uh, uh, overcome and, and get to lofty, uh, you know, results there. But I, I said currently. And I'm going to put that in quotes. He's currently <laughs> yes. the worst quarterback in the AFC conference when you factor in. Um, I still think he's better than Ryan Tannehill, and I will stand firmly by that. Okay. I also think that you could give me a toss-up between him and Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, see, now Jimmy G's played in the Super Bowl. Jimmy like, G's a winner. He's a winner. His but win I don't percentage. know if he is a better quarterback. Um, Well, Mac Jones did not have 3,000 passing yards last year. Um, but he had 3,800 in 2021. <laughs> we, uh, Again, we yeah. got it. Like, currently, the coor- currently, currently. I'm saying the coordinator <laughs> is significant to me. And I know he had a bad attitude, and I know it wasn't a great yeah. back and forth. But he was also put in a really, really tough situation. There were some injuries around him mm-hmm. as well. But so. how many bad coordinators are there in the National Football League? There's quite a few. But it's still their job to talk <laughs> sure. offense. I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but when you are a quarterback and your number one job, I think your priority is to be poised out there and not uh, throw yourself around and, and yell and scream at the bench and, and throw your hand up in the air and all this. I mean, um, I, I don't know what direction they're going to go in if Mac Jones does not play very well this year, even with a a capable coordinator in O'Brien. So it is a really tough division. Yeah. Whether you are looking at this year's season win totals mm-hmm. or opponent right. uh, win percentage from a year ago, their strength of schedule is top two most right. difficult in the league this year. How do you think that they stack up win total sitting seven and a half and then obviously a tough division that they play in? Well, well, they're, they're okay. Their point differential was plus 17. But I think they're going to be better than people you think. You think so? Uh, you know, so they scored, they averaged what? They were, they were 17th uh, in, in scoring last year, just 21 points a game scoring. Uh, but they had a plus 17 uh, point differential because I, I think primarily defense and what Bill Belichick has done, and he's a genius when it comes to defensive football, they have to have more output on offense. And, and I don't know currently with Mac Jones being the worst quarterback, how they're going to do that, right? I mean, he's, he's not a, the, well, you can't about, say that as a fact. Think about the division, though. Is he the worst quarterback in the division? In the division, I would say yes. Okay. Now extrapolate. But <laughs> I would say in the division, I mean – you have Josh Allen, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, right, and Tua. Right. And when Tua is himself and has the weapons around him, yes, I would say he's a better quarterback. Yeah. But Mac Jones, like, 
again, I think that year three is where we're really going to find out who this guy is. Okay. Uh, well, we'll see because he's got a uh, more than capable offense coordinator now, right? Correct. Um, uh, is there going to be excuses about lack of weapons and all that? I mean, th they got rid of Jacoby Myers, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Juju uh, and see if that can be a threat uh, down the field, or are they going to run the football? I mean, one of the things that the Patriots revealed to us is that they want to run the football. At least Bill Belichick wants to because they don't believe they can be prolific throwing it. Uh, and to me, that speaks towards the quarterback uh, and a lack of poise and a lack of trust with that position right now. Um, I want to go back to the Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. one as well because we only had about a minute and a half yep. when I brought that up. But that Lamar Jackson's not even going to sniff his win total. <laughs> Steph doesn't think he can get 3,000. And I, I said, I don't think it's hot simply because of the numbers that we have had historically, and he hasn't gotten there. He's only gone over 3,000 yards yeah. once. But if he stays healthy, it's a no-brainer. But is he going to stay healthy, which has been such a knock on Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, the makeup of this team, the roster, you got speed on the outside. You got the gadget plays down, too, with Flowers. And, and certainly you got Odell Beckham Jr., who can do a lot of things. Uh, Andrews always getting open. He's got to stay healthy, in my opinion, as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're going to have to run a game. I think you can get chunk yards with play action, and that's what this team is all about. They're a play action team. They're not a drop back offense to where, you know, Lamar is just going to read, go through progression uh, and dissect the defense. You know, that, that's not Lamar. They're, they're a play action uh, type of offense. So the chunk yards or run after the catch and those kind of things will be there. There'll be an opportunity for that. But like you said, he's got to stay healthy, though. I mean, his combined yards could be 4,000. <laughs> right. Plus, right. Right. Like it's his rushing and passing yards could be off the chart if he stayed healthy mm -hmm. for an entire oh, year, absolutely. what those numbers could be. Yeah. And he got hurt in the pocket last year, too, mm -hmm. which was um, ironic, I think, because he's not a pocket passer, but he gets hurt in the pocket. So, what was your level oh. of heat? You didn't give me your level of heat on on Lamar. On Lamar, I, you know, we could we could turn it down a little bit. Uh, I love, you keep yeah. looking to the air conditioning. Sure, yeah, we Mark. could turn it. We could turn it down a little bit. Yeah, um, but I had another one, uh, and it. it it's, I want to get your thoughts on this because the competition. Here's my hot take: the competition for the worst record in the league is not that strong. Uh, and then, which teams are quarterback needy teams? In other words, which teams are in that? In the in tank the, for Caleb conversation? Yeah, they're in their front offices discussing this right now, making a business decision. Like, okay, do we win four games <laughs> or, or do we or you know, or, or do we try to get better and, and do things, you know, during I, the course of the year? So I don't think anybody should be having that conversation right <laughs> now. But okay. dependent on how the start of your season goes, uh -huh. I think that's kind of when if you're 0-3 to start the year and you already know this is going to be an uphill battle. We are not a good football team. Then you go all in. And I think there are teams that are very, very capable of being right. in that situation. Are they quarterback needy teams, though? I, the Arizona Cardinals, I think, well, you have Kyler Murray. In I that think contract, that, though. Yeah. I, yes, and I think they were stupid for doing that to begin with, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, the Tennessee Titans. Okay. The, well, they just drafted Will Levis, though. Yeah, but... Still in the quarterback you'll, market. You'll see Will Levis after the bye week in week eight, and you'll have the whole back end of the season to see what you have with him. Mm -hmm. And if he works, he works. If he doesn't, he was a second-round pick. No harm, no foul. Go get your guy. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Granted, they have an easier side of the schedule based on the division that they play in. Still the most difficult, I believe, of that division. Right. Um, What is the era post-Tom Brady? I don't think that what they have right now is the answer. No, like when they drafted Trask and they got Baker, I mean, all these names, right? Um, One more for you. Who's that? L.A. Rams. Ah, now you're hitting on something. That's, that's me. I think the Rams are making that business decision. I mean, I look. That, so you're going against your own hot take. <laughs> How's that hot take going against a hot take, though? Like, because you said that you don't think. You, no, I, I think the competition for the worst record. That there's record, not competition for it. You think it's strong. exclusively the Rams. I think, yeah, I think the Rams are it. <laughs> I mean, Tampa, you know, if you think about Todd Bowles, he's got to win, right? Uh, you know, I, I think from a head coaching standpoint, uh, he, he's got to do some things. He's not going to try to tank. Uh, but if you're the Rams and you got a Super Bowl in pocket, uh, there is no incentive for you to be good this year. <laughs> Other than Aaron Donald not wanting to retire a schlub. Oh, he's happy. He got paid. <laughs> he's happy. He got paid. And he's got his ring. 
Um, he's content. What a massive fall from grace. I keep on thinking back to, like, please, please don't let this happen to the Kansas City Chiefs when they opened the season on Thursday night football. Just the absolute egg that was laid from the Los Angeles Rams against the Bills in week mm, one last mm-hmm. year. But, yeah, I think the Rams are going to be bad again. Who do yeah. you think is going to be the worst team in the league this year? <laughs> the Rams. That's what I think but they're like, going to be. Okay. Uh, I, I think from a business decision, uh, you know, in the running, I mean, I could see Washington perhaps if they stop – because they got such a late buy too, right? Uh, but the Rams, um, I, I just there, there's no incentive for them to win right now. I mean, I, I don't even know if Matthew Stafford's going to make the entire year with a bruised spinal cord as well. Yeah, the the health concerns with him have just piled up and piled mm-hmm. up. I legitimately think that it's crazy because we talk about the San Francisco 49ers as being so good. The way that the Seattle Seahawks elevated their game as a team that was talked about going into last year as potentially being one of the worst in the league right. to what they were able to do with Geno Smith to now I'm like, okay, I think two of the bottom four teams in the NFL are the Rams and Cardinals and it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tricky because you used to be NFC best. What happened? I don't know, but it gets tricky because you wonder which teams are quarterback needy. It'd be interesting if the Cardinals do develop into a team that's quarterback needy and they move off of Kyler, but that contract's going to be difficult. Though. Speaking of guys with bad attitude, right. yelling on the sidelines, <laughs> come on. NFC Rich. though, NFC. All right. We got to <laughs> take a quick break when we come back. The one and only Josh Applebaum joins the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from each and every one of our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard now where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand at any given time. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now for just $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. You got some winning picks from our next guest here, Josh Applebaum, if you were tuned in and dialed in yesterday. Josh Applebaum, sports betting analyst here at VSIN, host of the Morning Bets podcast, as well as the Market Insights pod. And you were up until like 2 o'clock in the morning, I saw, <laughs> sweating out the Dodgers, but LA came through for you, my guy. Yeah, Stormy and Pritch, it's great to be with you. So it's so funny. Like when you're when you're on the East Coast, it's always funny to me. Like when I visit Vegas, you guys are so lucky because all these games start, you know, 10 a.m., you know, 11 a.m. Football starts super early for you. But then these West Coast games for me where I got to get I got to write the newsletter. And I'm like, can I get my all my games to end so I can look toward uh, the next game and start writing my article? Uh, but of course, when you stay up late, this is the funny thing, guys. If your team comes through with you, which if anyone's on the Dodgers last night, oh my God, back and forth, 13 innings, you score a run. The other team gives up a run. They went back and forth, but they're able to cash stormy. So here's the thing. I'm pretty pumped today. I'll stay up till 2 a.m. any day of the week as long as I win. When you stay up till 2 a.m. and your team loses, you know, had the Twins won that thing, it would be a different story well, today. And you also, you do, like I said, the Morning Bets podcast that you post like first thing in the morning. So how much sleep did you actually get? <laughs> Uh, about two hours. Okay. Yeah, I have wow. a very weird sleep schedule. Yeah, this is the life of a sports better, I guess. Yeah, how about that, though? <laughs> You've had some doozies of some sweats when it comes to Major League Baseball, too. I mean, going back in time uh, from <laughs> Betting Across America days, uh, I mean, live on air, get day games, snor- stormy. This guy had some epic sweats. <laughs> I uh, it. And so now it's two in the morning sweats with Josh Appelbaum. Well, what are Whatever we it takes, Brett. Whatever <laughs> it takes, my man. What are we sweating today in Major League Baseball? Do you have a, a favorite game that you're eyeing tonight yeah so one that i really like stormy is the st louis cardinals here now if you haven't been paying attention the cardinals had a really tough start to their year they had the worst record in the national league they're still flirting with the worst record in the nl but they've really gotten hot here recently so they've actually gone over the last eight games seven and one they swept my red Sox. their bats are starting to get a little bit hot right now uh they won 18 to 1 yesterday as a, a minus 105 very short uh, home dog last night, but they're running it back tonight against the Brewers. And I'm going to lay this thing with the St. Louis Cardinals here tonight, because if you look at the way this line moved minus 185 is our current price, but this thing opened as low as, you know, I saw like a minus 160, minus 170. This is one of my early bets uh, for morning bets this morning. Try to pick off some good numbers before it moves too much. But what I like to see Stormy and Pritch in this spot is if you take in a little momentum off after a huge blowout win. So I found an angle here. If you are coming off a win uh, by nine runs or more the next day, these teams are 21 and 7, 75%. 
Uh, they're 13 and four at home, almost 80%. So it kind of goes to show you if you're playing well, you got a little momentum, you carry it over the next day. Uh, the bats of St. Louis, they're hitting 260 versus 241 for the Brewers. Pitching matchup, by the way, Wade Miley, three and two, 3.60 ERA facing Jordan Montgomery, two and five, 4.11 ERA. But I got a big steam move here in favor of uh, the Cardinals, a correlative betting value play, favorite low total. Total in this one is eight, and a much fresher bullpen uh, over the last three games. And shout out to Steve Mackin and our colleague. I really enjoy his article with those bullpen ratings. I think there's a big advantage to be had there. Uh, 8.2 innings the last three games for St. Louis versus 13 for Milwaukee. And by the way, guys, if you think the Cardinals, we've seen this before. What was it, Pritch? A couple of years ago when we were doing the show, what, they win like 17 straight. Mm -hmm. It was later in the year. I think it was like maybe July or August. But if you think they get hot, they're plus 290 to win that NL Central right now. Milwaukee's the favorite, minus 155. I could be intrigued by a plus 290 on the Cardinals to win this division. Yeah, get uh, on board if you like the pedigree. I don't know if the pedigree's still with the Cardinals. Uh, still waiting to find out uh, about that that type of pedigree uh, from a couple of years ago, like you mentioned. But how about Seattle uh, and your socks, your Red Sox, Josh? <laughs> a total of 10. A um, lot of bets coming in on Seattle, I see, but um, your, your Red Sox are plus 145 at home. Yeah, I think you mentioned one thing really uh, interesting here, Pritch, the total. Now, this was a big move to the over. I can tell you just being in Boston, even, even though my allergies are killing me in, in springtime in New England, uh, it's a beautiful day here in Boston. It's about 75 degrees. The wind is blowing out like 10 miles per hour to dead center at Fenway Park. And Fenway Park, small stadium, you guys know this. When it's hot, when the wind's blowing out, that's a great recipe for an over. This total opened some shops as low as nine. Uh, got immediately bet up to nine and a half. And then uh, to your question, when do I sleep? I took a quick nap, woke up again, and I saw the total went up to 10 this morning. So it's continuing to get hit. We have this wind blowing out system match. And the Red Sox, by the way, are the best over team in Major League Baseball. They're 27 and 13 to the over. Uh, in terms of the side, though, I'll go Mariners in this spot. I think you're catching the Red Sox at a bad time right now. They're very streaky this year. They started off not very good. They got hot for a while. They're back to being cold right now. They're one and six, their last seven. And the pitching matchup, I think, really favors Seattle here. Luis Castillo has been great since they acquired him. He's two and one with a 2.70 ERA. Nick Pavetta has not been good for Boston. Two and three with an ERA over six. And two starts this month, his ERA is around nine. And a lot of system matches here for Seattle. Non-division road favorites, love that one, 162. That's 62%. And then non-division um, uh, favorites off a win are 65%. So all late with Seattle. I like that over two, Pritch. I'm just worried if you miss the nine and a half, lands on 10, you're kind of getting the worst of the number at this point. Yeah, the last two games, 9-1 and 10-1 <laughs> losses. So if the Red Sox bats can contribute and wake up and help us out a little bit to get that over, that would be great. Um, let's look to the NBA tonight. We've got the Western Conference Finals game one between the Lakers and Nuggets. I've seen this game tick kind of back and forth between the six and six and a half. Total sitting 222 and a half for game one. What are the numbers telling you? Yeah, Stormy, I'm going to go Nuggets here in game one. I'm going to lay the minus six. And to your point, anytime it has got a flirted with a six and a half, you have seen some buyback here on the Lakers plus six and a half. What's notable is that this game actually opened at around minus five, minus five and a half. So we've had this line up for a few days here waiting for this game. The immediate move once it was available to bet was toward the Denver Nuggets, steaming them up minus five up to minus six. Now, if you take a step back on the series price, we have seen some movement on the Nuggets to win this series. At BetMGM, they open at minus 150. Now they're up to minus 160. You're getting only around half the uh, the tickets, but almost 70% of the money to win this series. And Pritch knows this. You're going to have home court. You're going to have that altitude advantage. In terms of the NBA title, Celtics plus 100. They're the favorite, but Denver has the second best odds at plus 240. But the reason why I like the Nuggets in this spot here tonight, uh, guys, number one, aside from the line movement, you have really good bet split here. Only about 60% of bets are on Denver, but they're taking into account using our VEASAN.com bet splits, almost 80% of the money. So it kind of tells me public is slightly favoring. Again, 60% would technically be public, but it's not that lopsided. It's not like a 75, 80%. So slight public uh, Denver, yet a lot of big money going with Denver. And this has been the angle in the NBA playoffs. Chalk, chalk, chalk. These favorites have done very well, not only this year, but I think you go back around three or four years. This is what we've seen, a trend line in the NBA playoffs. Favorites this postseason are 42 and 30 against the spread, 58%. If you're a home favorite, you're even better, 34 and 23 ATS, 60%. And if you're a home favorite with a line move in your direction, which is what we're seeing here, you're 30 and 16 ATS, 65%. And then really the Nuggets, they've been great at home, guys, with that altitude advantage. They're 30 and 16 against the spread at home this year, 65%, including 5 and 1 against the spread this postseason at home. They have a one-day rest advantage. They last played the 11th versus the 12th. Uh, uh, versus the Lakers, then also offensive efficiency. I think this is what you're banking on with Denver, aside from that home court. They're actually number four offensive efficiency this year during the regular season, number 19 for the Lakers. So 
I'll go the chalk here. I'll go the favorite. We have a good steam move. I'm going to lay the minus six here with the Nuggets. You know, Josh, as a data-driven better, I mean, is there a system or or tips for for the betters out there in terms of series pricing? Like, um, do you pounce now on certain line movement or, or steam or whatever, or or do you kind of wait till game one to kind of see how the markets adjust from there? So I think it's a great question, Pritch. Now, the way I approach it is I look at the data in terms of the tickets and the dollars for the series prices because, you know, our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM, we get the great DraftKings data as well. They're giving us the percentage of bets and dollars for the series price. So the reason why I like Denver is that the tickets are split, yet they're getting 70% of the money and they moved minus 150 to minus 160. So that to me is appealing. I think you also want to kind of play it off of the game one odds here. You know, the line is moving to Denver. Of course, Lakers could win outright. Uh, but you got to kind of extrapolate that and say, hey, if I'm getting minus 160 before game one, you know, if the Nuggets win and they are favored and the line's moving in their direction, that minus 160 is probably going to be minus 200 or more after tomorrow. So I think you want to kind of play it off the way you're seeing it. And then also what I love, too, is if you are a like, should the Nuggets lose this game and you flip down to a better price, you can buy low uh, after game one if a favorite loses. So different ways to attack it. Uh, but I think it's up to you. If you see an edge early, I don't mind it at all taking a serious price then either hedging it or letting it ride. Josh, last minute here, it is the night of the NBA draft lottery. We're going to find out who's going to get that winning ping pong ball to draft Victor Wembanyama. Rumor has it you have a small draft take. What you got for us? Yeah, my small draft take here, Wembanyama, he's going number one. There's really no value to bet him, though. He's minus 10,000, minus 20,000. I mean, that price is so high, it's really not a bettable number. My little nugget here would be if you want to bet on the number two pick, uh, Scoot Henderson, 19-year-old kid. He was the youngest kid in the G League. Uh, he averaged 15 points. He's expected to be your second overall pick. Right now at DraftKings, he's minus 220. I think if you shop around, you might find a better number. And guys, this is totally up to the ping pong balls. It's hard for me to bet on something that's completely random. But even though the Spurs, the Pistons, and the Rockets, and then the Hornets have the best odds to get the number one pick, something jumped out to me with BetMGM. The Pacers are only getting 9% of bets to get the number one pick tonight. But 65% of the money, something's going on there. Mm. If the Pacers get that pick, somebody knows something with that one. Well, it's like, yeah, the Pistons, Rocket, and Spur Rockets, and Spurs have the highest percentages, but it's still like 14%. It's not right. like a lot. So uh, <laughs> great stuff as always, Josh. Appreciate your time and insight. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Make sure you check out the Morning Bets pod, Market Insights. Great stuff as always from Josh. We're going to take a quick break, but wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line when we come back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi Line, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Stormy Tony and Mike Pritchard with you as we wrap things up on the Lombardi Line live from Circa Resort and Casino. It is time for our pro tip. Every single show here on the network does these just betting tips to try to help make everybody a little bit smarter when it comes to making your betting decisions. And today's pro tip, I think, is a pretty basic one, mm-hmm. Pritch, but... Like, don't bet against yourself, right? right? Like, tonight, for example, in the Western Conference Finals, you if you are somebody who likes the Lakers and you're trying to get in on the prop market, maybe you should target players that you think are going to have bigger games for the Lakers. Don't be like, oh, I think LeBron's going to have an under game. Uh, really? You think the Lakers are going to win, <laughs> but LeBron's not going to be good? Things like that. Just right. put, them, put them together. It seems, it seems simple, but the way we're talking about it here, it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of times betting, at least for myself, uh, it, it has to make sense because I, I need conviction, right, um, uh, to get to the window. But, no, game one situations for the Lakers so far in the playoffs have been, uh, you know, in which they want to be comfortable. They want to play out in front. They want to be able to adjust. They want to be able to dictate uh, as opposed to playing from behind and trying to dictate because, you know, the Lakers – even with the trade deadline helping them out defensively, uh, AD, you just don't know when he's going to be off. LeBron, you can count on him too. When are they going to have that game though? Or is it going to be of their choosing, choosing, or are they going to be forced uh, to play uh, outstanding basketball? So I, I think they come out aggressive uh, in Game One, uh, and to me that correlates too with some props, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's AD or LeBron, the superstars uh, for the Lakers. Betting tips available at vsin.com, searchable by sport and by show. But with this game in general, it, it is. Tr- I mean, the Lakers have found a way to win those Game Ones on the road, being a dog. So far, back-to-back instances in mm-hmm. their series to start this postseason against Memphis and against the Golden State Warriors and now an opportunity to see if they could potentially do it again here tonight. Um, do, do you like it or not like it when our guests come on and say one thing and you your gut tells you something different? No, I like it because uh, I like the difference in opinion. I mean, to me, that helps you uh, weigh all the factors because you have outstanding handicappers out there and, and some people use different methods, whether it's Will Hill and, uh, you know, who, who likes the... Uh, the Lakers, or, or whether Josh Applebaum, who's data-driven and, and, and likes the Nuggets here, right? So uh, I like the differing uh, opinions, and, and I certainly like to be able to come to a conclusion. Uh, I like the points uh, tonight, too, with the Lakers, even though I have a rooting interest with the Nuggets, all right? I mean, it's kind of crazy, but that's the betting world that we live in, though. I was looking through, like, some different stats coming mm-hmm. into this game, and such an interesting dynamic offensively and defensively between these two teams. The Nuggets have scored 118.7 points per 100 possessions through the first two rounds, the best mark of any team for offensive efficiency in the playoffs, and that's been against teams that rank in the top 10 defensively, right? right? So you have Minnesota and Phoenix. The Lakers, meanwhile, have allowed only 106.5 per 100 possessions, and that being the best mark defensively, Mm -hmm. having played two of the top 11 offensive teams in the league in Memphis and Golden State. So it's legitimately number one offense versus number one defense. And in the paint, both these teams are going to be tested. We talked about it off the top of the show. This is a battle of the bigs, right? right? Like We have those Anthony Davis, LeBron uh, Jokic here. It's going to be a really entertaining series, I think. And I do think that this is one that's going to go long and it's going to go seven. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. Uh, from a series pricing standpoint, um, looking at those options. But, uh, you know, LeBron will do whatever it takes. And we know that uh, he could play a five and certainly, you know, or he can uh, play defense on a perimeter if he has to. And 
Uh, you know, the pick and roll situation is going to be interesting uh, and, and see how they handle that. I, I know with the Nuggets, people have been griping about Malone and his inability to make adjustments. Uh, so you wonder how that plays out in this series as well. Uh, and what could he adjust to? Certainly. I mean, the Joker, he's going to be fantastic. We know that. I think the Lakers are going to be willing to let uh, Jokic have the games that he's going to have, whether it's point center or or as a scorer. But I think the Lakers need to contain Jamal Murray. Uh, they can't mm-hmm. not allow another offensive player uh, for the Nuggets to get off either. Yeah, are we uh, going to get Bubble Murray? You right? think so? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Maybe the the non-COVID illness is actually going to catapult him. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. And and like I said earlier, too, I'm going to keep an eye on the officiating in Mm -hmm. this game. Nuggets don't foul a lot, but the Lakers best in the league getting to the charity stripe. That's, I mean, the way they penetrate the basket. And three of their four wins against Golden State had 29, 37, and 43 attempts, Mm. clicking at 73% or better. And the other win had 20 attempts and made all 20. So they are good when they get to the line as well, which is important. Um, let's look at this heat Celtic series mm-hmm. as well. It's going to get underway tomorrow. Celtics, a huge favorite minus minus one twenty-five. heat sitting four to one Caesar, an eight point favorite in game one with the total around two ten and a half. heat are a three to one <sighs> money line dog in the game. Um, it, I, I go back and forth on this one because it's yes, the Celtics are the better team in this mm-hmm. spot, but I don't think this is your typical eight seed either in Miami. They're very different here in the playoffs than they looked in the regular season. Yeah, they underachieved to an eight seed. That's why I like to sum up uh, uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, the coaching advantage certainly was Spolstra and, and the Heat. Um, you, you know, Jamie Butler, for what he is and what he's done in the playoffs, has been fantastic. But to me, the Boston Celtics, from a size standpoint, uh, now, from a defensive standpoint, uh, it seems like they're starting to click. It seems like, okay, this is the combinations we want on the floor. These are the rotations that we need, and these are the guys we're going to lean on. So Still confusing. We were talking about it in the commercial. Right. Why this hasn't been the lineup all along, but well, neither here nor there. You know, I think when you're a coach, um, it's like changing the uniform. Like some coaches want their own identity on something. Why, why mimic uh, what the previous coach did, right? And and but that to me is stubbornness. Uh, but when you're not stubborn and you you realize, okay, we're this close to winning a championship. Okay, uh, let me go with the guys I need to get out there on the floor. And so I, I just think from a size and an option standpoint, uh, it does uh, favor the Celtics. But from a coaching standpoint, uh, if he can find combinations, if he can find uh, some rhythm guys too, uh, who knows what what Miami can do in the series though. And I think that it would be extremely disrespectful to think that the Heat can at least win one game. Right. Miami plus two and a half games in the series is minus 130. I like that a lot. Even okay. plus one and a half if you think they can get two um, or more, plus 160. And, of course, with the Celtics as big a favorite as they are, the expectation is that they're going to get a spot in the finals. But yeah, I think that <laughs> anything can happen. But, no, so listen, I found this as well. Okay. ESPN Sports and Information Group, thank you for this. The Celtics are the 19th team in the last 35 seasons to be a $4 series favorite or higher in a conference finals match. The previous 18 are 17-1 and one winning their respective series. So mm. if you are a $4 favorite or more, you go on to win. The lone loss was the Magic, plus 550 dog, and they upset the Cavs, who are a $7 favorite in 09. But other than that, these teams win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they're clicking, too. I mean, clearly, uh, the way that they emerged after uh, the series uh, with the Sixers, uh, game six and game seven, putting those back-to-back, I, you know, in that locker room, there's a lot of confidence right now. Can I tempt you, though, mm-hmm. with a Jimmy Butler 2-1 to one to be the series leader in scoring? You could tempt me with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... It's a similar number for the highest scoring single game in the mm-hmm. series as well because Jason Tatum is the favorite in both of those markets. Right. But, like, those are good plus money numbers on Jimmy Butler who's been all over the place. He's a tremendous scorer, though. I, I mean, one of the things we saw emerge with Harden, the fact that he could score uh, the basketball, right? Um, and, and you would think with Butler and his ability to get to the rim and, and shoot the ball outside too, how will Boston defend that? You know, are, are they going to match up? Who are they going to match up on them? So uh, there could be some clear advantages for that. And, and certainly Miami uh, would need Butler to have an outstanding series as well. Butler's point prop tonight, 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. He's gone over 25 in like every single game mm-hmm. known to man this right. postseason. So I'm, I'm curious the type of showing that we're going to get here in game one coming up tomorrow. But again, 
the Celtics an eight-point favorite in the game. Five, oh, got over $5 for the wow. series price, though. So yeah. unbettable there. You got to get a little bit more creative with some of the different angles. And maybe that is where you're trying to get ahead and bet MVP and stuff like mm, that. Those are different right. angles that we also tomorrow we'll have JVT, our senior NBA handicapper on the show. Get some of his situational options where maybe there's a better price on a Jokic, for example, to win finals MVP right. versus betting the Denver Nuggets to win it all at this point. Mike, awesome show as usual. Thank you. You too, Stormy. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're the man. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. VEASAN Best Bets is next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.